Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. Uh, that it is. And here we are. It is a game day. We're going to try something novel on this program. We're going to talk about the game. Mm-hmm. We still never really talked about the Boston College game from uh, last Saturday. It was actually like a reasonably decent basketball game, all things considered. Like offenses, back and forth, double-digit ties, double-digit lead changes. Uh, Yeah, like we talked about that game. Never. Like not one second. We talked about a lot of other stuff that involved the team and the head coach, but we never actually talked about the game. So maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight, we'll actually... Uh, talk about the game. I don't know yet. I, I didn't foresee what was going to happen after last game, and yet happen it did. But uh, let, let's actually talk about tonight's opponent for the Orange. They are the Florida State Seminoles, uh, covering the team for the Tallahassee Democrat, he said, is Essid Gassim, who joins us on the program now. And welcome in. And, you know, we, we've been lost in the weeds of whatever Jim Beheim's been uh, saying here the last uh, few days here, Asin. What, what kind of, what, what's the view on all this stuff from up here? I, I got to get views from elsewhere in the ACC. How has that landed in Tallahassee, if at all? Yeah, it's been interesting. I think a lot of people are, you know, um, kind of contrasting. Um, Laird Hamilton opened about the, um, um, transfer portal today, how we kind of uh, mismanaged that and miscalculated that. So it's been kind of contrasting the responses, like, you know, um, maybe it's past Beheim up the ACC. While um, same might be true for Hamilton, at, at least he's willing to admit he needs to change. So that's been the kind of reaction down in um, Tallahassee. Yeah, I mean, it, it has stirred up a, a hornet's nest here that has uh, absolutely nothing to do with the basketball uh, <laughs> being played. But, uh, uh, you know, it's given us something to talk about here for the for the last few days. And uh, you've been covering this Florida State team all year long. And you mentioned level Leonard Hamilton. And, you know, in, in some ways, and toss Jim Laranega in this boat as well, though they're playing great right now. I mean, Leonard's 74, Jim's 78. What What is the talk about uh, Leonard Hamilton's future or, you know, end date? Or is there talk of that down in Tallahassee right now? Yeah, so um, actually um, they had a ceremony about two weeks ago honoring the women's bas- legendary women's basketball coach, um, Sue Simero, and one of the speakers is Leonard Hamilton. He went up there, and I'm not sure if he looked directly at Michael Alford, athletic director, but um, he did say, I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon. <laughs> so um, that was his message. Um He's not going to go out the Notre Dame way. Um, so um, I don't think he has any immediate plans of retiring. Um, it, I, I'm guessing Florida State, just because of what he's done in his history, will probably let him play out his contract, and then we can see a change. But I do not feel like there's going to be anything, um, you know, any change coming up this offseason. Yeah, and besides, you know, this season's record, you wouldn't even really, uh, other than his age, you wouldn't think about it for any other reason because he's been extreme. Same with Beheim. Like, they've both been extremely successful uh, for a very long period of time. Uh, the stat out there now, I mean, Leonard of ACC coaches, he has more ACC wins than anyone else active in the, the league right now after Coach K and uh, Roy Williams' retirements here uh, the last few years. But it, he's had a very weird season uh, this year. It started 1-9. I mean, there were injuries, and uh, there was an eligibility situation with Baba Miller, and there was a lot going on. What do you make of the team now? Okay, 1-9, like postseason hopes are done, but 1-9 to start. They've been 7-7 and now the last two months. It's not great, but it's, it's like reasonable basketball. What's it look like now compared to maybe the first month of the year? Yeah, so the first month of the year, obviously, as you mentioned, 1-9 was rough. The second month looked a little better. There was positive signs. You saw some growth from the freshmen. You saw 
Matthew Cleveland with his double double streak. Um, Caleb Mill showed an improvement. And then, um, as you, you know, you brought up Miami earlier. Miami comes to town, and Florida. The last three games, you know, have not looked as pretty for Florida State. Miami comes to town. It does not. It did not seem like the team showed up again in a rivalry game. It was pretty pitiful to watch. Then same thing against Clemson. They're down sixteen two. They made a comeback and made it close late, but then you have the NC State game, which was a blowout. And then against Louisville, they almost blow a fifteen point lead in the last few minutes. So. The second stage of the season looked much better. The third stage is like, yeah, this is um, looking like the first stage without the injuries. So, but um, that does make sense because that doesn't coincide with Baba Miller's return, where he's trying to figure out the rotation, where they're trying to figure out, and they're playing heavy minutes, which is not something that Leonard Hamilton is accustomed to for his players. Thirty thirty-five plus minutes for Matthew Cleveland, Caleb Mills, um, Darren Green. So it's been it's been interesting to watch this team try to figure things out. Because it looked like they had at some point, but now they're you kind of like I'm not sure. Yeah, because I mean we, we know these Leonard Hamilton teams like the last five years or so. There's like ten, twelve guys like whether you know their names or not. Like it almost didn't matter. Like it's just there's people out on the court. There's multiple seven footers running around. It, it's the whole thing. Like it, is it the same makeup this year? And it just hasn't quite clicked, or has it been a different roster kind of makeup this year for Leonard? I think it's a combination of a few things. One, the roster makeup. Um, he's used to having these guys that are, you know, three, four-year veterans in his rotation. Three, four years, let me um, rephrase, in his system, veterans. Um, he has a few players that have played a few years in college basketball, but they're not in his system. Like Darren Green is, I think, the lone um, junior. And um, he's been he's played college football for in college basketball for three, four years, but not in his system. He transferred from UCF. So everyone's young. It's a lot of young players, a lot of players trying to figure that out. So in Hamilton's complex system, it's a little harder to figure out. Two, I just watching them play this year, I've not seen like that alpha male guy that, you know, you're accustomed to seeing Hamilton's team that kind of just like, you know, is, all right, we're struggling. Let me gather everyone and let's um, turn this around, kind of um, the that kind of guy on the team this year. And then three, the injuries, you know, um, they lost Ganey before the season with his knee injury. Um, they lost a couple, a couple other players, the Baba Miller suspension. So they were forced to play guys that they were not ready to play at the beginning of the season. Um, Cam Corr and the freshman is kind of like, you know, come on the last few games to look a little better, which has helped the team. But overall, it's, it's a young roster compared to what Hamilton usually feels. And that, that has played a major role. Yes, and Kasim Tallahassee, Democrat, our guest right now. We're talking the Knowles. Cuse and the Knowles uh, tip tonight at 7. can listen to that game over on TK99. We'll have pregame with uh, Brent at 6. Myself and Pauly will have postgame coming up uh, around 9 whenever the game is over. And, you know, talking to all of the Cuse assistants this week, and, and I get it, he was suspended for the first half of the year. They, they all mentioned Bob, Bob Miller, like, as a guy that, you know, Pops on film in a way. I know the stats really aren't there yet, but they, you know, the talent is intriguing. Now, take us through the situation. What what was the deal with the eligibility? How how tough was that on this guy? You know, from Spain, a freshman, to to not know if and when or whatever he was going to get on the court. Yeah, no. I mean, um, starting off with, he was suspended sixteen games for taking um, benefits while he was a player in, um, while he was in Spain before he signed with Florida State. Before Florida State even got involved in his um, recruitment, for taking a, um, a, a travel from Spain to the United States for a training camp, he was, um, they kind of, and after the Miller family learned that, they paid the money back, and yet they um, suspended, at, at first I think it was the entire season, and then they kind of had an appeal and got to half the season, which still makes no sense in the age of um, NIL. 
Um, the suspension just doesn't make sense. Um, but, you know, Florida State handled it, you know, how they had to. And for Miller, he um, we haven't got to speak to him yet this year, but um, mm. some teammates and everyone have said that, you know, just the support he got from the fan base, support he got from, like, you know, analysts um, across the nation, like Jay Billis, and um, some of that just helped him, like, realize, you know, no, I'm not in the wrong, I'm good, you know, people have my back, even if he was not being able to play basketball, so... It'd be interesting when we finally get to talk to him. It's just um, you know, a combination of they did not want to make him available before he played, and then um, we haven't been able to get him because he's not been the best player in the game, or they've lost um, in a certain way that you know just hard to get a you know it just Hamilton talking stuff after a game. So we haven't got him yet, but I do want to talk to him about like you know just everything he went through and you know could not have been easy being so far from home and then not being able to play what you came here for. Uh, yeah, you know, when you're a, a young guy from Spain, it, you, you can't quite make a whole lot of sense when the NCAA is just screwing with you. and <laughs> There's nothing yeah. that, uh, that makes sense, especially, you know, and, and I get it, just let's have a little common sense here, people, especially when they pay the money back, and I, I get it doesn't apply to foreigners in the same way, but NIL exists. Like, a, a little common sense goes a long way uh, these days, so we'll see what Papa Miller looks like. But, you know, he, he fits in the realm, right, of the, these Leonard Hamilton type of guys. Like, he, he's 6'11", and a, a different freshman, Cameron corn has been playing a lot of late. He's 6'10", 7'4", Naheem McLeod's uh, coming off the bench. At least that part of Leonard's roster uh, feels like the ones we, we've seen of late. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. You know, like, um, and that's kind of resembled close to the Florida State when you see it. Like, you know, it's like you see Baba Miller flying around in defense. Um, you see Naeem McLeod when he makes a difference, when he can, um, you know, when he's into the game and rebounding. Um, same with Cam Corrin, who's come around 16 points in back-to-back games. You see, like, this is what Leonard Hamilton envisioned. Like, you know, maybe not this year. He, coming into the season, he knew it was going to be a younger team. It's maybe a rougher season, but not this bad to this extent. But then you also had, um, you know, Ganey, who the transfer from Brown, who was supposed to be, you know, another tall guy that's going to make an impact down low. So you see what the fruits of what um, Hamilton taught coming into the season. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition, but you can see why he's confident about this team moving forward. Uh, yeah, that's uh, certainly the case. And, you know, he's always had talent there. And it's like even some of these guys that are like 25-minute-a-game guys are ended up in the NBA over the years. So we'll have to see how that goes. Essen Kasim is our guest. Uh, if you look at it, is Matthew Cleveland, he's the leading scorer. Is he the best guy uh, they got this year? Is he, is he the one that's leading the way this season? Yeah, he's been the best player. You know, he had a nice streak of um, just um, having a double-double. I think it was like eight straight games, which was the longest in Florida State history in about – 50 odd years so he's um he can get to the rim when he wants he can he gets to the free throw line he's improved his jump shot um so he's shown improvement in a lot of um and um he's been the best player i'd say yes so he's the leading scorer and i know a, a guy the orange will have to watch out for tonight especially against uh, the zone and having given up a, a ton of threes this year is darren green like, is, is this just you know complete green light from the outside what what he's doing 40 percent from three and, and shooting high volume right now yeah, no, um, he's been a fun player to watch. Um, did a fun feature on him a couple of weeks ago. I talked to his father who played at um, Georgetown. But um, um fun story about him is he learned his sh- shot. Um, his dad just gave him balloons that were coming down after a birthday. And um, he just started shooting the balloons, and that's how he learned the form. He would have to shoot the balloon to his father and um, with the same form. And um, that's how he learned it. But I think he said it was like eight, nine years old, that form to shoot threes. So when you watch him just – 
imagine without a balloon. That's what a fourteen, uh, uh, a young Darren Green was doing to learn how to shoot. That's interesting. I, I, I guess that works on your form a lot. I don't know how the balloon's going to float toward the uh, toward the basket, but that's uh, well, we'll take... it was more just shooting towards his dad more than shooting <laughs> towards the basket. I don't think I've ever heard. Um, I don't think I've ever heard uh, a balloon shooting tactic before. So I'll have to keep an eye on uh, Darren's form tonight. Uh, the fact yeah, no, that I, I had not heard that before. His father came in like, "Oh, this is intriguing. Thank you. Tell me more." <laughs> yeah, the, the fact that you said his dad went to Georgetown though that that will make everybody in our listening audience uh, put an immediate dislike onto onto Darren. <laughs> He's going to get the Georgetown stink on him, and uh, we now know that, and we we now know to root against him for those reasons tonight. As uh, Essen Kasim <laughs> is our our guest here. All right, Essen, I, I know I think you had at least one story on this as well. This is not a men's basketball thing. Um, one of the, the zaniest stories in college basketball for the last week did happen in Tallahassee was like four days after the fact where, when Carol Lawson was complaining about, uh, according to her, the use of a men's basketball in the first half of Duke's game at Florida State a week ago Sunday and then switching it at halftime and then like everybody else involved denied it to the to the high hilt. What, what the heck is going on with that? Because that, that was as strange of a thing as I've seen in a long time. Yeah, no, that story just caught me off guard when I, I'm like, what, what's going on over here? So I just read it. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, okay. Um, did the story, got comment from, you know, Florida State didn't comment on it. They just deferred to the NCAA, um, to the um, ACC's comment, which said they did not find any evidence. Um, talked to the SID today, and he mentioned that Florida State submitted a bunch of photos of the ball that they take anyways, uh, like of the ball being used in the game. And mm-hmm. none of them suggested that it was a uh, men's basketball. So, as far as they, their research and their, what they sh- their, um, um, what they looked at, there was no uh, men's basketball being used in the first half. Uh, yeah, Kara's. Um, I called her the other day. She's the coach who cried wolf. She, you know, true or not, she said a lot of stuff over the last uh, couple of years. So shout out to FSU women's hoops SID Steve Stone for for getting some photos of the basketball to. So we're all for proof. We, we don't like Georgetown. We're all for proving Duke wrong uh, when we can. All right, Essen, uh, be, before I let you go, uh, game tonight, uh, what, what do you think it comes down to? What, what's deciding this basketball game tonight? Yeah, I think it's something you mentioned earlier. The, um, the, that's gonna be, if Florida State can knock down three-pointers against that zone defense, um, if they can't knock it down, I'm not sure where their offense comes because Syracuse's deep, you know, zone defense has been effective a lot of times. So, um, so, and um, Leonard Hamilton admitted that he has not. They have not faced a lot of um, zone defenses this year. They're very um, green against it, and they'd be practicing it for a first, like you know, not the first time, but one of the few times this year. So he said he's he's into, he's in, interested to see how they respond to that. So I think that's going to be the key. All right, we'll have to keep an eye on uh, that tonight, and obviously uh, something we keep an eye on uh, often when the Orange are out there against uh, younger teams. Essen, uh, thanks so much for the time today, and uh, do enjoy the game tonight. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me on. That is Essie Kasim from the Tallahassee Democrat, who covers all things Knowles down in Tallahassee. With that, we'll take a break. Uh, this has become uh, one of the fun things to do here of late, the 20-year retrospective of the 2003 National Championship. On this day, 20 years ago, there was an orange basketball game played. We will look back when we come back after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio. 